And you're very welcome back to season four of the League of Ireland Women's podcast here on FinalWhistle.ie. Season four, I'm feeling as old as the podcast, Aaron, but it's been a, a nice winter break, uh, a couple of months off from this at least. Uh, how's life been? Yeah, it's been hectic. I, you, you, I was only talking to somebody yesterday, someone asked me about, you know, ready for another season. I was like, it hasn't really stopped. There's been things been happening in the background. Probably had a couple of weeks off over Christmas where you tried to delete social media and hide away from it. But it's been a lot going on, lots happening. Looking forward to it. Um, another big year, another exciting year on, on, on the front. You know, the internationals got back underway. It's the start of what could be a, another year of a lot of traveling and a lot of, a lot, a lot of excitement. We'll talk about the internationals later on in the program. Of course, two games this week. Uh, one a nil-nil draw against Italy over in uh, in Italy uh, on the weekend, uh, and then of course last night's disappointing result against Wales. We'll chat about that a little bit later on in the program. But of course, the season kicks off in earnest this week. We have all the underage leagues kicking off, uh, as well as the Presidents' Cup, the curtain raiser for the actual season. And this year, it is the League Champions versus the FAI Cup winners uh, of last season that's at Lone Town who won the FAI Cup of course and Pmount United who once again won the league trophy we'll be chatting to uh, a player from each side over the next half hour or so on the show um Chloe Maloney and Maddie Gibson will be joining us uh, in just a few moments but Aaron I suppose in your sense the game at the weekend um how much does this matter to both teams or, or even to the season is it just a, a last pre-season friendly see Trophies at this level are hard to come by. You can say it's it's technically a last it's a it's a preseason friendly, but like you could see how much it meant even to Athlone last year to win that President's Cup. It was the first time it was played. I think there's 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 definitely still be a, a a bit of an intensity about it. I don't think the teams will treat it as a as a preseason friendly. I think for both both managers, I think they'll just want to come through it unscathed, no injuries, no nothing ahead of the opening weekend of the season, because I think that's that's what they're probably concerned is just can I get through this unscathed? But it, listen, it's nice to win another trophy. Michael D. Higgins will be in attendance as well. And like, what more What more do you want? We talk about parity and stuff like that with the men. So they brought with the, bring the President's Cup in last year. It's a nice, it's a nice little trophy as well. And I thought I'd be out to the, out, out to the friend today. I want to, to let that go easy enough. It's a nice little trophy. Maybe we'll have someone to tell us all about winning it last year. We bring in Maddie Gibson to the conversation uh, and Chloe Maloney, of course, from P-Mount United. Girls, you're very, very welcome to the show. Um, how are things in both camps? I suppose, Maddie, as the reigning President's Cup holders, we might as well go to yourself. Uh, how's the mood in Athlone? Um, mood is definitely good. We're looking forward to Saturday and getting a run in. Um, it's a good start to the season. So I think we're all excited and itching to get back on the pitch together. I think for you, Chloe. I think for you, Chloe. We've seen P-Man putting the photos out again. James O'Callaghan talked at the at the League Awards last year about doing the running up and down the hills. It started again. There's a lot at stake this year. You know, you're no longer underdogs. I'd say for P-Man, is are just excited to to get going. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's probably a different approach this year for us because um, last year we were probably definitely the underdogs, um, and this year I guess everyone will be out to to beat us and stuff which is is natural but I guess we have to change our mindset um we probably didn't need any motivation last year for kind of what was going on but um this year we have to find a new motivation obviously to to drive on and obviously we want to win every game um even on Saturday like you don't want to lose any game whether it's a league game or the All-Ireland Cup or the President's Cup you want to try win every game you can. 
you talk about motivation, Chloe. What is that motivation this year? Obviously, last year we, we all it's well talking about in terms of the, the departures from the club. You went and won the league title after that. Um, what's the motivation going into this season? What's been the talk in the dressing room? Yeah, well, we just kind of uh, discussed it amongst ourselves because last year we obviously we didn't need any motivation and this year probably winning the league and that feeling of winning the league with, with your teammates was the best feeling we ever had, any of us and the, all the girls will tell you that and we just want to have that feeling again um, and I'm sure everyone else in the league does wants that feeling of winning the league um, and obviously going to play in Champions League and stuff and yeah, the, the Champions League is a big motivation for us as well because we want to be playing well and, and doing well going into that. Um, it's really important for us to, to represent Ireland um, as best we can. So, um, yeah, that's just a brand new motivation to play in the Champions League and be fit and ready for it, um, along with uh, competing for the league again. As I said, it was the best feeling ever and why not try win it again? Just in terms of that, though, Chloe, it, it must be... You know, when you see that trophy in Piedmont, especially after what's happening, not even just with the players leaving, but the two years previous, you know, that night, that famous night that everybody talks about, and we hate we hate bringing it up. And then mm-hmm. last year where you maybe are one or two games away from winning a league title, like, it must have been special. Yeah, like, honestly, to this day, the best... Um, the best sporting moment I have to date and probably will be for a very long time. Um, but that's in the past now and it's it's time for, for new memories um, and hopefully we can drive on this year. But obviously it's something we'll always have in the back of our minds that it was really special, just how everything panned out and stuff. Um, and like not many people, not many as in nearly everyone didn't give us a chance. Like So um, I guess that made it extra special for us. But... Um, as I said, it's time now to, to push on to a new season. Obviously, it's in the past, but it's a really, really good memory uh, for all of us. Don't mind him. He brings that night up all the time. He loves talking about <laughs> it. Maddie, I do your, too. I do too. <laughs> Maddie, from your point of view, um, you're going into this as holders. You kind of came in under the radar last year. Uh, Shells won the double. You got in as, as kind of the runners-up kind of by default. This time you're there on merit. It's been a phenomenal rise for Athlone in the last probably 18 months coming into this with a new manager and uh, some new players I know you've had a bit of a switch with uh, with uh, with Sligo Rovers probably the highest profile one in terms of Casey Howe coming to yourselves and Mern Devaney going in the opposite direction um, what's the mood like in the camp from your point of view? Um, the mood is good you know we've had a hard preseason and we've all been really working hard so um, just coming into Saturday we want to do the best we can obviously we want to win as well but this will be a good test for us to see where we're at um thus far and how well we're going to do this season but i think coming from last season how we started was kind of not what we all really expected um so then just coming out of that and then ending up winning the fai cup i think all of our hopes are really high for this season and i think um we're hoping to do a lot better and finish a lot better than we did um last year on the table anyways Bit of a two-pronged question for you, Maddie. Um, first part, what was that like bringing that cup back to Athlone? Because it hadn't been done. The men hadn't won the FAI Cup in a long time. And secondly, is there going to be a lot more pressure on you this year, especially with Dana having left the club? Yeah, last year I think it was bittersweet, especially because it was a final repeat from the year before. So we kind of got our revenge from last year 
you know, coming up short. So we were all really excited about that. And it meant a lot to the club and a lot to the town. And I think it was really cool to be a part of that. And yeah, this year, obviously, I don't have my friend Dana, but you know, we brought in new players and that happens in clubs um, every year. People come in, you lose players, so you just kind of have to adapt. Talk to me about the logistics of, of because you're in a different circumstance than everybody else, because you've come from a different country to come and play here. Um, what is your decision-making process when you get to the end of a season, you've chosen to stay again, uh, Dana's moved on, uh, players tend to, to move on much quicker than three seasons. You're now coming into your third. Uh, what's your motivation to stay in the country and stay with Athlone Town? Right. So each year I kind of like want something more than what I've had in the previous year. So the first year I came here, I was here for half a season. We made it to the cup final and I was like, okay, I need, I want more. We as a club want more than that. And I want to help them um, achieve that. So then this past year we made it to the cup final again and ended up winning and then now I'm thinking, okay, what can we do next season that we haven't already done? So that's kind of my mindset on it and why I've decided to stay is because I think, you know, we can get a good run in in the league and um, I wanted to be a part of that. I guess, for, I guess uh, Chloe, I'll throw this is something similar to you then. What's, what's your motivation? You, know, you talk about Champions League. You've, you've been sort of been there before. You've won everything multi-sport athlete like what's what motivates you to, to, to get up to dublin from clare in a pre-season and sort of be like do you know what i want to keep doing this because there's now options that are closer to you that are not as long a drive not as big of a commitment having to make the travel to dublin what make what what makes you want to always walk in that door payment um to be honest like obviously I've, I've been there a few years now and like i'm obviously traveling up um it's the bones are three hours of a drive, but um, just like the girls in general, um, the whole club, like everyone just makes you feel so special. Like, and like the girls really appreciate me driving up and they know like the hard work that I do put in to get up to P-Mount, but just everything about the club, like I've made absolute best friends, like for life um, over the last few years. And they're just, just a huge part of my life really. Um, and like I could just never like as I said to you Aaron, in the interview after you won the league about if someone asked me to pick GA or soccer like it's just if I got five euro every time I'd be loaded but um yeah just just like it's I I couldn't like I just couldn't because there's just too many um just just too many good things happening with um all of uh people like you know up there that are just really special to me and we're just really close um as a group and that probably showed last season as well that we were really tight together with even the small group that we have um yeah it's just it's great and even the likes of James understanding that I'm playing another sport as well um there's never been an issue and he's always supported me in that sense so that's probably another thing as well like I'm I'm not too sure all managers in the league would accept um me playing another sport but like he's and there's a few of us obviously Lucy McCartan as well has played um with Westmead and stuff um and there's never been an issue over the years it's always been sport they've been really supportive of us and even the club as well like we got to the All-Ireland final there in July like all the girls were there there was 20 of them there and like even all the club members were there and stuff and it was just really nice to see that they're that supportive of me um 
obviously playing two sports is tough, but like they they have my back like when it comes to that. I was at that Have you had a chance to play in a Gaelic football at all? Has that uh, been thrown at you at all? No, sometimes I'll mess around in training and the girls are like, wait, you should actually try Gaelic. And I'm like, I do not know the rules. I do not know what I'm doing. I'll just kick the ball up to my hands and they're like, you could be good. But no, I don't, like, I don't think that's in Kieran can go and immediately uh, kills that to suggestion. <laughs> um, in terms of the weekend, we're going to see a few new faces for both sides. Uh, there's a few new additions to both squads. Um, maybe, Chloe, tell us about the the girls in Pima, the, the new arrivals there, the likes of Erica Burke and stuff who've come in uh, through the close season. Uh, have they hit the ground running? Are you looking forward to seeing them in a, in a green and black jersey at the weekend? Yeah, absolutely. And Kira Meyer as well is another one. Um, two really good players and they've came in um worked really really hard and they've just really gelled great with the group um two lovely girls as well and like they just Kira obviously would have been in P-Mount before as well um so I remember she was there when I kind of started out um obviously she went elsewhere after that but yeah really really good players you've seen her playing last season with Bowes and Erica the same um obviously Sean Sean Byrne is with us as well so he knows the two of them very well um, yeah, but brilliant additions to the team, and obviously we have those young young girls that were brilliant for us last year. They're all another year older as well. Um, even Jess there was in the obviously international squad, like absolutely amazing. She was definitely up there, one of our best players last season, and for such a young girl, like it's amazing for her and great achievement. Maddie, you've had a few in the door as well. Um, who has impressed you in terms of training? Obviously, Casey, how probably the highest profile of them. Yeah, really, all of them, like, they've come in and just gelled right in with the team. They've all been working so hard during this preseason, and they've all really impressed me with, um, you know, their abilities on the pitch and um, just how hard they've been working. And, yeah, Casey, she's just excellent up top so fast. Um, we also got Jenea uh, Robertson. She came from Shells. Um, she's very good. Um, who else? Uh, Carrie yeah, Ann as well. She came from uh, Swift. Swift, Swift. Yeah. yeah. If yeah, since so I've she's been doing re really well in preseason. So, yeah, no, um, we've added more than enough players um, to kind of come in and help strengthen our team. And also with the younger girls, they're doing so good this well this year too. So. I think it's interesting though. Um, Janae Robertson's a, it's an interesting signing because I don't think people really seen much of her with shells because of the fact she did with yeah. a nasty hamstring injury. But when you're looking, Maddie, uh, you're seeing some of the young girls in P Mount get, you know, get international recognition, the likes of Jess being called in, Erin being called in. If it was to say to you, how long do you think it'll be before we potentially see one of the Athlone players getting that nod to, to maybe make that step up? Um, I know we have a couple underage girls like Mary Phillips and Izzy Ryan who have been called up to the underage. Um, and we have a lot more talent. So I wouldn't be surprised if maybe after this season some of them are called up as well. 
of course, that season starts at the weekend, and the two of you going to be on opposing sides, potentially even uh, challenging each other at various stages through the uh, the afternoon. So, what we've decided to do is have a little bit of a challenge, just to kind of whet the appetite and see how you get on. I know you're both so excited about the uh, the possibility of doing this, so we're going to have a little uh, a quiz, right? Um, and it's real simple. Um, we've got six categories. You pick a category. We'll do it in turns. Maddie, as the defending champions of the President's Cup, we're going to give you first choice of the categories. The six categories, and then you pick home or away. Home questions, slightly easier. One point. Away questions, a bit more difficult, maybe a lot more difficult. Three points. Um, it'll make sense as you go along. So we'll start off with you, Matt. Am I, am I allowed to give them a clue, even though I don't know half the questions? <laughs> if they don't get it, I'll come to you and see if you can get it. Uh, this could be embarrassing for you, Aaron. You're expected to know this stuff. Girls, uh, Maddie, pick a category first. Okay. Um, not so mellow yellow. Not so mellow yellow. Okay. This is the I same question. To say that. This is the same question for the two of you, right? Uh, so this is the first meeting of the clubs this season. In the first game between these sides last season, played almost to the day, one day out on the fourth of March last year. You both got booked at the same time. <laughs> what minute was it? Right. That's and my favorite highlight. <laughs> Three points. Three points if you get the exact minute. Uh, two points if you're within three minutes, and one point if you're within five. So, Maddie, you pick the category, so we will let you go first. So, Chloe sorry, has... can you can you repeat that one more time? Sorry. Yes. Yeah, what minute did you get booked in? What minute of the game? Three points um, an exact answer. Two if you're nearly there, and one if you're okay. within. Five. I'm gonna say the seventieth. Okay, that's seventieth for you, Chloe. Yourself. Um, I'm gonna say 65th. Ah, oh, 55. Both of you, no points on that one. Tell us about the incident. Why is it your favorite? <laughs> <highlight, Maddie? laughs> I let you go, Maddie. Um, uh, yeah, I just, I just remember her pinching my back. <laughs> Chloe's no, a bit of Chloe's a bit of a habit of... Kind of you know how you know how it is like with forwards and defenders, we're just both um obviously trying to win the game so um yeah it was like nothing nothing really serious just handbags me running into her i can remember i can remember one game last season in a, in a different game i won't name the game where chloe absolutely took the took the player at the forward out with mind games she just never stopped all game oh yeah <laughs> that would be me all right <laughs> Yeah, we might see a repeat of that at the weekend. Uh, both, neither of you seem too keen to get into the specifics of it, but that's fine. Um, okay, so that leaves us nil points after uh, the first category. We'll go with uh, Chloe, if you want to pick a category there. Um, I'll go P-Mount versus Athlone. P-Mount versus Athlone. That's a good one. Okay, uh, so home or away, Chloe? I'll go away. Okay, oh. which means that, Maddie, you're going home, right? So, Chloe... Actually, no, I'll give you the option. Give the option of this one. Uh, you're going away for three points. Name nine players who scored for your club last season without naming someone who didn't. I'll give you one point if you get seven. Nine players from my team that from scored in team. any game. That scored in any league game. Okay. Um, Derv LeBurn. One, correct. Karen Duggan. Two. Jess Fitzgerald. Three. Ellen Dolan. Four. Kate Mooney. Five. Um, 
Erin McLaughlin. Six. We'll give you one point if you get seven. Five, Doyle. That is seven. That's one point secured. Two more. Becky, Becky Watkins. That's eight. And... Avril, Avril Briley. Avril Briley is grad. Do you know who one of the two you didn't get? Yourself. <laughs> Yourself. <laughs> My one ball. <laughs> yeah. That's still a goal. Three points for Chloe. Maddie, uh, home or away? I'll one do home. Home. Um, Dana, <laughs> Dana, uh, Dana was the top scorer for your club last season. Who was second on the list for your club? Well, I feel like this is a trick question. <laughs> it's not. It's a simple question. Okay, um, it's either Chloe Singleton or me, but I can't remember. Okay. You better pick one. You aren't going to look rather silly or foolish if you get this wrong, by the way. Or if okay, you get it me. right. Or it's not you. What, what? do you say? Who are you going with? Final answer? Um... You said you. Go, you yeah, that? I'll go me. Yeah. yeah. You're correct. You're correct. One point for you. Uh, okay, <laughs> three one. That would have been. That could have been catastrophic. For I you. couldn't remember because I thought we had the same. No, you had one or two more. I think. Oh, I think you had okay, ten. Okay. She had eight. Uh, maybe over the season. I'm just talking about league games. Um, your turn to pick a category. You're three one behind. By the way. Um, back of the net. Back of the net. Perfect. Okay. Uh. Where's the back of the net? Yeah, there it is. Um, okay. I think I mixed up the questions there. Uh, well done, Brefney. I can't even ask this question because I don't even know the question. Yeah, I know. Oh, just... wonderful. Uh, okay. Um, I've actually mixed up the two categories there. Apologies. Um, we'll go with the swap, but the last one should have been uh, home or away. If you pick home, Chloe's going to be away and vice versa. Um, I'll do away. Okay. Last year in the league, oh, then I'll start with Chloe because that's the lead on question. The last league meeting between your two sides was in June 23. Both of you started the game. What was the final score? Chloe, for one point. Um, was that the game in P-Mount? Oh, I, I, it's in June. I can't tell you which one is okay, the last. Um, five... Two. We froze there, I think. Sorry, I missed five, that. Three I, is I, five three is the right. What did you say? No, she said five oh, two. I said five two. I said five. Yeah, three. And then I and then I saw I saw her roll back a little bit, and she was like, "It's five three, isn't it?" Yeah, they got yeah. two last late goals in that game yeah. to make it five three. Uh, the follow up question, Maddie: How many minutes did it take for former peace striker Kate Mooney to score her hat trick in that game? I'll give you three points if you're bang on. Two points if you're within three minutes of the distance from first goal to third goal, and one point if you're within five. Um, eight minutes. Oh, wow. Seven. I give you two points for that. So it's all wow. it's all tied up. That's a good. That's a good guess. That's you're, a great I won't tell guess. you what I said earlier. I'll tell said. you what I said. I because I, I, I knew they were all in the second half. Yeah. Like, what did I say? Fifth. I said fifteen minutes. Oh, I just remember them coming one after another, and I was like, "Oh God!" <laughs> uh, your choice to uh, to pick a category. Um, no place like home. Now, home or away? I'll go away. 
you're going away. Okay, so uh, that means that, uh, Maddie, you'll also be going away in this category. Uh, before playing in their current ground at Lone Town's previous stadium was called what? Oh, God. I've never played in any other stadium. I'll bonus point if you get it, Maddie, if, if, if Chloe doesn't get it. No, Lone Town's sure. last stadium. Passing on that? I never played there, so no, I wouldn't know. Okay. Maddie, I'll give you a point if you get it right. I have no idea. <laughs> find a week's wages. Find a week's wages. Can I phone a friend? <laughs> no. Don't have too many people who will know the answer. You don't mean making Mickey O'Connor famous again. Don't worry. Uh, is, don't, uh, I can't even remember. Uh, Mel's no. Park in Athlone. Is, of course, anyone, any old League of Ireland fans would know that. Uh, that means, Maddie, your question is also a uh, relation to PMAT United. And you may or may not know this. Piedmont United takes its name from what institution? Oh, I have no idea. <laughs> I Chloe, wouldn't even have a, a guess. proud, a proud Clare woman would obviously be local. You know this. Where does it take its name from? Its name from? Yeah. I don't know. Aaron. You have These done are some hard dirty. questions. You have done them dirty here because I don't even know it. I wouldn't uh, have a clue. Like. Alan, you must know this. No. Unless he went, ho- he went hospital. It's where they started. Oh, that's what I would have said, but I, I uh, thought it was something more. I wouldn't know that now just off the top of my head. Like, no. no but you just you play for PMAC, though, so you might yeah. possibly up at some stage. <laughs> Maybe uh, if okay. I was underage. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Last uh, last two categories. I think we're left with Euro Trip and International Flavor. Uh, Maddie, your choice. I'll do um, Euro Trip. Euro trip. Okay. This is of course is about European intercontinental uh, competitions. Uh, both teams with a proud European club history. Uh, do you want to go home or away, Maddie? Um, I'll do home. Home. How many seasons has your club this is men and women's? How many seasons has your club played in UEFA club competitions in their history? Just the number of seasons. You don't have to tell me what years. That's difficult. I'm going to say two. Three. Very unlucky. Oh. Um, I'll give you a point for, for, for being Fair. within one. Okay, <laughs> Chloe, same applies to you. I'll give you a point if you're within one. How many seasons has your club played anyway for club competitions? Not including this year, obviously you've qualified, but in previous seasons. Um, I'm going to say... <laughs> three or four i'm gonna say four four is bang on that's a, a two-point lead for chloe she it's leads six in there for me is i wasn't sure where you'd get the one where p-man played when they won the fai cup when they played against PSG. Yeah. No, I know. I definitely remember that one. Yeah. That's the one that's all over your club. The pictures are there. Yeah. <laughs> As a matter of interest, had you picked the away questions, we won't give any points for these. I probably don't expect you to know this, but uh, the Athlone away question, I'll throw it to all three of you. Uh, Athlone's most famous European night was in 1975, a bit before all of your times, but it is fairly historic. Uh, a nil nil home draw against a club who has won the European Cup or the Champions League. Who kept, who were kept scoreless in Athlone that night? Inter Milan. You must have heard about this. Is it Inter Milan? Who no. were the scorers? No, who who was the opposition? It was nil nil at Lone Town nil, European giant nil. 
was it AC Milan? Bingo, Maddie wins it. She can go back to Atlanta. Yeah, she'll be, she'll be <laughs> let it train in the week. Uh, <laughs> uh, P- played PSG. You just mentioned you remember it uh, in Tala Stadium in 2011. Five players who played for the P's that night played in the league last season. Can you name them? Um, Anya Garman, Karen Duggan, Stephanie Roach. That's three. Um, I'm trying to think of that poster that's up in the. I've got, I've got one that I, I think I've got one. Go on, it's it's open. There's no points for this. Laura Gorman. Nope. Um. Wow, that's a great question. For some reason, I forgot to write down the fifth name. That's a great question. I thought so just, too. Uh, just, uh, she's played with Wexford last year. Oh, I know who the fifth one is now. Oh, Nick Sinnott. Nicholas Sinnott and the Nick other one. Lindsay McKee? Nope. She came on as a sub against PSG. Oh, Julianne Russell. Julianne Russell. Uh, not, a bad, not a bad little. Uh, teaser there and the final category we just finished with this one international flavor uh, and this one is to you chloe do you want to uh pick home or away um i'll go home you do lead by two points by the way so if you get this you can't be beaten uh, how many <laughs> international flair how many different nationalities were represented in the league of ireland women's premier division last season repeat that again please how many different nationalities player nationalities were oh, represented God. in the Y Women's Premier Division season last year. Now, um, we're con- FIFA accredited, so if someone's born somewhere else and played for another country, we'll take either, but essentially we're looking for, for their FIFA if they have played international football. Um, I don't have a clue, to be honest. But... You don't have to pick the countries, just how many. Yeah. I'm just going to guess. Um, I'm just going to guess like five. <laughs> no, it's seven. Uh, okay. So no points for you. It means a two points, Maddie. You get the away question here. So there's three points up for grabs. Uh, and what I want you to do, you have the advantage now. This is ball is firmly in your court. Um, name five of the nationalities. Actually, uh, this no. is name, easy name, now for her. <laughs> no, no, no. Name five of the nationalities and the player from that country. Who played in the league last year? You can start with yourself, by the way. Okay. Um, and by the way, Ireland is a nationality in the country. Yeah. So that also sure. you, you could use that loan for. Well, don't don't give her that much. She, she has to get three here to pull us back. So we need five. We need five countries, to be fair. Five countries, uh, and we'll give you one point if you get four. So you have to win. To win, you have to get five countries. Okay. Um... Me, US. That's one. Um, Julia and Nausicaa, Italy. Ooh, they're down as US on the list, but they could be Italy. Nausicaa's Italian. Okay, go with that. That um, wasn't on the list. That's fine. Denea and Maggie, Canada. Yep. Maggie Pierce. No. Maggie Pierce. Christy Gray. Yeah. Um, Two more. I'll give you a clue. Look to the right. 
What? Like now, down, down, now, down. Okay, down. <laughs> that makes it easy. What was that? Three. You've three. That's yeah. three. Um, I actually wouldn't be able to name anyone. <laughs> I'm trying to think. There's one in your dressing room now. Um, Casey. What time Casey Howe. Casey yeah. Howe. And I'm going to have to press you for a fifth one. Although I think this will be a push. Oh, no, that's five. Oh, no, it isn't. It's four. It's four, yeah. it's four. I just named two people from Canada. I reckon we give her 10 seconds. Yeah, 10 seconds. And you're going to kick yourself if you don't get this. Uh, Northern Ireland, USA, Canada, and Italy. And there's there's four other countries. We need one more. Of, of different nationalities in the league. There's a really obvious one. I would say, I would say. Yeah. I'd say we're done, breath. That's 10 seconds for me. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, you're going to kick yourself. The really what obvious one was Republic of Ireland. And you could have named any player in the league. <laughs> so, that's, why you, that's why you said look to your look to your look to your yeah, right. I did try and help you, but I literally was like thought. thinking of the right in the room I'm yeah. in. So I was like, who's <laughs> in the room with me? No, I I'm good, but I'm not that good. I don't know who's in the room with you either. But uh no, it's uh yeah, Republic of Ireland would have got you all five. So unfortunately for the American contingent, uh, it's five, six five to the Irish. Thanks for playing that game with us, girls. Uh, it's going to be an exciting game at the weekend. Uh, I'm not going to be so crass as to ask you uh, predictions for the game because obviously I think you're going to win the game at the weekend. But um, what's your hopes coming out of the, the season ahead as as this kind of curtain is raised on, on Saturday? Chloe, I suppose we'll, we'll start with you. Um, yeah, obviously it's it's a really good game um, for us to before obviously the league starts um, the following week. Um, it's exactly what you want because it's a competitive game, um, and always going down to Atlone is tough no matter what competition it's in. Um, we love that Astro down there, but um, yeah, no, it's always a really really tight game between the both teams, um, and it's always a good run out. Like both teams are always absolutely wrecked coming off the field, so it's the perfect preparation for the league. Obviously, there is a cup at stake as well, so um, it's it would be nice to win that. But um, yeah, obviously, just looking at our performance and as Maddie said earlier, just seeing where we're at and stuff before we come into the league. Um, Maddie, yourself? Yeah, just a good test for the team to see where we're at after preseason and um, the new girls getting a, a run in against the um, a good side. So it'll be a good start to the season. Well, listen, I think uh, four of your last five cup games uh, ended in penalty shootouts, so maybe we might see the same uh, at the weekend. That we, From a neutral point of view, we like the excitement, but from your point of view, I'm sure your nerves would be quite I'm happy to step matters in, yeah, in <laughs> few minutes. Listen, girls, thanks for joining us. The very please, best of luck. No. Uh, please go easy on each other at the weekend. No more uh, <laughs> clashes, but if uh, if they do, make sure uh, we're, we're, we're really impressed the weekend. I think it's going to be a really, really good, good game and a, a good game for the neutrals to watch as well. And uh, the best of luck. Talk to you uh, later on in the season. Perfect. Thank, Thank you. Guys. Uh, two girls there. Uh, that was a, a bit of fun at least. Um, but I think the two girls, um, you can see that they're just itching to get back into the action and get back to the field and, and playing. Yeah. Unfortunately for Chloe, Chloe won't be playing in the game. Um, 
she's we didn't touch she, on that, but yeah, she's she's taking an injury. Yeah, so she potentially won't be playing it, but she'll be back soon. I think for for Piedmont, it's a good opportunity because you know they haven't won this competition before. From a long viewpoint, new management come in in terms of new assistant manager come in. There's been a bit of change off the field, more players coming in. So both sides, I think, would be using this as a good test to understand where where they are. It's a short season again this year, around the twenty league games. So. You know, I, I think from a from a viewpoint of both managers, once they come out through with anything without unscathed for anything and you know, they, they get out of this with with, a, with any sort of positives positivities, yes, you want to win it, but it's not to me it's not to be at an end all if you don't win the game as long as you come out with the right foot and know where you need to go, what you need to work on. And there was one thing I, I was surprised you didn't pick up on in and when Chloe said it, Sean Bourne going into Piedmont United has as a as a coach joining James O'Callaghan, I spoke to James a little bit about this recently. I've spoke to Sean about it as well. I think I think it's a good move for both. I think I think from when Brian O'Sullivan was obviously saying he was going to leave Piedmont, the travel commitments coming up from from Waterford just were just too much from you know to be do, to be doing regularly as well as, as well as working. So it's good. It was a good idea for James just to bring someone else in, and I think Sean will add, add, add a bit there. It'll also give Sean a good opportunity to to revitalise as well before maybe he may want another crack at it. And another team in the league, the way the post situation ended, wasn't great for anybody. The way the clubs handled it, I still don't think it was great. The fact that everybody knew he was gone eight weeks before they announced it, would have, would have liked him just to say, even, listen, we, we, at the end of the season, we're not renewing the contract or, or don't wait. And I thought the statement that came out at the end probably wasn't great either. But um, listen, no, excited for that. excited for the game. I think it's going to be a, a good game of football. Um not surprised to see it being see it being in Athlone. I, I realistically, I don't think the FAI really wanted it in payment for the fact of facilities and stuff like that. You know, um, but second year in a row, Athlone have got the host. Uh, it'll, I think it'll live up to it. I think I think it'll be an entertaining game when these two sides meet. They, they generally tend to produce good games of football or or lots of goals in them sort of games as well, or or last minute goals. So I think it'll be good. It'll be it'll be enjoyable. I think the FAI have a. I suppose a tradition of, of if there's a Dublin team versus a uh, a country team in the in a cup final, they tend to bring it to the provinces. Um, there's plenty of now maybe maybe it's just uh, anecdotally it's my experience of it, but they tend to end up in Galway or Cork or Limerick or Athlone or wherever it might be, um, just for the the general purpose. And they tend to get bigger crowds in the smaller areas because they're such a rare event. Uh, in rural Ireland or in the province, provincial towns. So uh, hopefully it'll be a, a big game. The game, of course, on Sunday, or Saturday afternoon, 5 p.m., uh, will be uh, available to get tickets uh, to the game. It's in that Lone Town Stadium, as uh, Aaron mentioned. But, of course, it's also available on LOITV.ie as well. I'm not sure the, the price is probably €5, Euros, but it might be 7 it's I'm not five sure. Euro. It's, I think it's €5. Euro. I think it's, it is included in, in anybody who has an annual subscription as well. Yes, just tune in. It's bound to be a great game of football uh, between two fantastic sides. Now, speaking of great games of football, one that won't be remembered uh, for the quality was last night's international clash uh, with Wales. Disappointing results, disappointing performance. Aaron, you were at the game. I watched it uh, from a distance. I'm glad I didn't travel in hindsight. Uh, it was a disappointing night on a whole pile of levels for Irish, for what has been a very positive story in Irish sport in the last 18 months. Yeah, um, it was bleak. I tweeted at halftime. It was probably one of the worst halves of football, first halves of football I've watched. I can't remember if it was Rusha or Jess said to us after the game that was like 
it was like it was like Wales were playing on a full size pitch. Ireland were playing in a ten. It was Rusha playing playing in a ten by ten square box, and just couldn't keep the ball. Like the goals are so preventable. Everything about the the build up to the goals are so preventable. Even even the corner, even giving away the corner for the fir- for the first goal, it's so it's so preventable. Like it's silly mistakes. The biggest thing for me is, and I know we'll probably chat about the Italian game on the Friday, is just the intensity change from what they had against Italy. How they sort of control possession against Italy, against Italy when they had it, they sort of made Italy come out come out a little bit and sort of gain some opportunities. But against Wales, it just looked as though it was a, it looked as though it was a completely different team, and then it looked as though Ireland were still in Florence enjoying enjoying a, a bit of a bit of the deal all the time. But it it just was it wasn't great. Um, that you did take out of it though because like it wasn't all bad there was some debuts played made out emily murphy came in for her debut jess stapleton had her first start against italy um who, who what were the bright sparks out of the uh, a disappointing week well see the problem, well i'm not going to say it's a disappointing week and uh, it's it's a it's 100 a miserable miserable night um in terms of last night apart from emily murphy making a debut i don't think there is many positives out of last night i thought the way they transitioned from back to front was poor they struggled to create chances. Like if you if you look back at the second half and just just use your use your head there for a second, tell me a clear chance where they tested the goalkeeper because I was racking my brain trying to think where they actually made the keeper make an actual serious save. Second Not half, something. I can't remember one. I know um a great save from the keeper and defender um from Amber Barrett in the late stages of the first half. First half when when uh, how she did not Little John prevented the ball from going into going into the net, and then it was a great save from there. And then obviously they changed the keeper half time. But like even just thinking the second goal, the ball the ball is given away twice to to Wales. Get it back the first time, then give it away again. It's a, it's a nearly a nothing ball across across outside the box. It's flicked on, and then listen, it's a lovely finish by Lily Willem for the second goal. But she sliced it though. She, how it she got it great. She meant to hit it. How it got how it got to her in the first place is I don't know the first goal how you can give that much space from the from the corner after off the runner I didn't see who it was who who was picking her up like for me there's no excuse to say you know Nephi wasn't Nephi pulled down the warm up like because realistically even if you had Nephi there I still don't think it, it would have made much of a difference they were bypassing Ireland way too easy like Ireland's Ireland's intensity just wasn't there. The thing for me, and I know we're going to get into this, and we're going to chat about manage, manager and stuff like that, is Eileen Gleeson needed to change something in the first half. She should not have waited till halftime and brought on personnel changes. If at that stage you're you're being pulled apart, the one thing that I would have liked in the scene, and I don't think we did, is when we went one 0 down, someone just go down, go down injured, captain pull them together, have a quick word, like you know, and, and just sort of regroup. To me, it was it was as if. It was as if they did they, they were they didn't know what they were doing on the pitch. They they did sort of they they thought they had a game plan, but they didn't they didn't ha- actually and like the thing is, yes, you can criticize the manager for selection and how she set the team up, but I think the players have to take a lot of a lot of flack here for the for the for the for the performance as well because it, it was a really, really poor performance. And I will talk about the Italy game in, in a few minutes because I think there's a lot of positives out of that Italy game. Yeah, last night, now I didn't see the Italy game, so I can't really comment on it in detail, but last night, um, 
we were missing a lot of players for this window. Uh, Denise Sullivan's a huge loss, and any any team in the world uh, would benefit with having Denise Sullivan. Not having her was huge. Um, there was a couple of other girls. Farley's a massive loss. Yeah, Farley and Tyler Tolan. So you're taking the the heart of your midfield out um, and trying to replace them with players who I don't know just don't quite seem to gel as easily as those three have done in the Nations League campaign. And uh, that for me was disappointing. But given the players at our disposal, um, I was very impressed with one or two that I saw in flashes, but then they'd give the ball away after doing something great. Um, give the ball away easily. And I, and I saw Jess been interviewed after the game. Jess Zoo was interviewed after the game. Um, and they talked about the little moment of magic where she not make the player in the corner. And she said, Oh, I should have shot. There seemed to be lacking that little bit of, um, of mercenary. Just, I'm going to take this effort and, and take this game by the scruff of the neck. We didn't seem to have that. And maybe Denise and Katie in a freer role, bring that at times. Mm-hmm. Katie was very restricted in the two, in the two games. Katie stayed back an awful lot. I thought Katie was completely out of the game last night, but like, you know, when you're when you're looking at it as as a, as a whole, like to play the Italians who are ten ranked above us, and just to give context, because like, I, I like the intensity against Italy was massive. They started the game off like a house on on fire. They put Italy under a lot of pressure. Like the same midfield started against Italy: Stapleton, Connolly, and Russia Littlejohn. They they didn't give Italy a, an ounce of space defensively. I thought Ireland were Ireland were very good against Italy, but then. When you compare it to this game, it's as if these players hadn't played played together before. It was like the one question I would have for you is, Brefney, is when's the last time you've seen an Ireland team bullied in that fashion? Oh, it's been a while. And I'm talking years. It's been a while. Like the US, when we play the US, but that's kind of a given. Um, I can't see it happening. And what's worrying now is we've got England in the qualification group. Of course, that draw took place. Um, no, no, no. That's the men. That's the men. So women hasn't taken place yet. The women's doesn't take place until next Tuesday. Next week. Sorry. Yeah. No. I'm. I'm, I'm but the thing, I'll give you a bit of context for, for just for that draw. So Ireland are going to be a fourth seed. Yeah. So you've got teams like Germany, France, Spain, and Holland are going to be a number one seed. England are going to be a number two seed. So there is a potential chance. That Ireland could end up with three massive teams in, in, in that qualifying group. And like for me, like when, when you see a performance that's night and day, it's frustrating because you to say you're missing these players, but yet when you play a higher ranked team the Friday beforehand and they do excellent, I think they 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 over they they performed superbly in that in that in that Italian game to where you're thinking, okay, they limited Italy to probably two chances. The, the second one, she should have scored. But other than that, Ireland had the chance where Leanne Kiernan had the ball in the net, but it was offside. But like I thought in terms of going forward, like Leanne Kiernan playing on the left flank, for me, she shouldn't be out on the left flank. Leanne Kiernan is not a, a left winger. I would have loved to see Leanne get a bit of an opportunity inside. When she made the subs at halftime, I would have loved to even see Leanne go in there into the pocket where Jess Sue done. Like, listen, I think... If you're looking for a positive from last night, it was the it was the first time Jesse played 90 minutes in in 17 odd months, and she took a couple of knocks, and she she did she she got up and she she kept going and kept going and kept going. I think that's probably one of the other positives. Murphy for me, Murphy's very raw. Um, I still like to see, I'd like to see what she can do when she gets a bit more time in the camp. I I think re, she had some good glimpses, but. Like the talk or talk about her is is that it's she wanted it to do she wanted to do it she's wanted to do this for a while and sort of Eileen Gleason reached out to her and, and said hey can we have, do you want to have this conversation or will I close off the door and she sort of said yes I'd love to have the conversation and then 
it happened pretty it happened pretty quickly to bring her in i think for me and and again i don't know very much about uh, the girl she came in and she appeared to me as if she is the main player on her collegiate team in the states and she seemed to want to nearly do it all herself when she did get opportunities maybe she's mm-hmm. trying to Maybe she's trying to, uh, and I get that, but I just felt that she needed to engage with the players around her. She didn't quite do that enough. That's maybe just that rawness, that little bit of innocence at this level. Maybe that will come, but she needs a good bit of work to get to the level that we've seen from a Jesu or Izzy Atkinson who've come in in similar positions and kind of uh, impressed in recent weeks and, and months. Oh, absolutely! I still think she's a, she's a she's a very uh, a good distance behind even Akira, even the likes of Akira Caruso, who you know coming in and isn't in season either. So I wasn't surprised to see Kira not start the game yesterday. I thought she would have only started one of the t- one of the two. And to be honest with you, if you're going to play start in either of them, I prefer to have started in that Ita- in that Italian game. And I thought she she done she done quite well in the Italian Italy game. Like, but the problem is, is when you're bringing on players like that, you're coming on chasing the results. It's difficult because, like Wales, Wales, Wales knew okay we're two and up. Like they, they didn't have to be exceptional as well to be two and up. That's that's the frustrating part of it as well. And I don't think I don't even think Wales were were better than a six and a half, seven out of ten last night. And that's the that's the frustrating part of it. Talk to me about the goalkeeper situation because we've seen uh, over the last few years, and I'm talking years, a complete reliability on Courtney Brosnan. Now, she's top-notch, let's be honest, but there are girls chomping at the bit with to get that opportunity to get a few minutes. We haven't seen another player in an Irish goalkeeper jersey. 24. I think it's 24. Into that. Not I think a single up until, up until Friday, before Friday's game, I think it was 22 when the FAI sent it, sent stuff out to us the other day, I think it was 22. So the two these two games, 24 internationals in a row, going back to February 2022, is the last time a different goalkeeper starting a goal for us. I played a minute, I think. is That's a problem for us going forward because these girls behind, and we're talking about experienced players, the likes of Grace Maloney, Sophie Whitehouse is in there. There's been four or five other players. Nisha McAloon's been in squads. Eve Badan has been in squads. There are others as well. Not one of them has seen game time. How are we going to develop depth in a squad if you're not going to throw them on particularly when Courtney picked up that injury yesterday um why are we not seeing that from and, and it's not just the Eileen thing it's 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 been over two or three years Brefney what happens if she gets injured that's my that's, that's the question that's that is the question it's what happens if she gets injured who are they going to play like because realistically you see with other other countries other countries will throw a different goalkeeper and they'll give them an opportunity like I understand, yes, you're building towards a Nations League, but for me, and I said on the show last year, like that, that when you know you've won that group after beating Albania away and you've two games to go, you play a different goalkeeper in, in, in both of them games. Yes, you still want to finish finish on, on maximum points, but you play a different goalkeeper in, in them games. The problem is, is <clears throat> the reason why Eileen Gleeson didn't do it is because Eileen Gleeson entered entered the, the, the prospects for the Irish international job I think it was before the Albania away game or just after the Albania away game. So she was never going to do that because she needed to impress. She was never got. That's why she didn't give many players a massive opportunity. She kept pretty much the same regular team to because she knew she was in the hunt for that job. Listen, I understand why she didn't come out and publicly say it. I get that. To be to be to be honest with you, it's it's a difficult position to turn around and say you don't want it, and then all of a sudden you throw your name into the hat. Like the, the the lads the lads were asking her constantly, would she not consider? I understand why she didn't because 
if she says yes, there's going to be even more questions off the back of it. Like, the one problem is, is and it's the same with the men's, when they got rid of managers, both men and female in the FAI, they had no plan ready. They had nothing ready. They knew before, they realistically knew before the World Cup that they were not extended Vera Pell. 100%. So they, they had from July up until they appointed Eileen in December. So that's a long window that they were working on. They were working on that. They had no plan. They had no. And the same thing is happening with the men right now. There's no plan. There's no well, things to be in fair, place. In defense of, of the FAI, Mark Cannon in particular, he came out today and said that they will be making an appointment in March. The John O'Shea thing for me is a little underwhelming considering what we would have expected the, at this stage. Listen, Paddy, McCar- Paddy McCarthy is a smashing coach. He's actually he's actually a relation of. Um, of uh P-Man coach Sean Byrne and you can see where you can see where two tactical two they're two great tactical coaches I'm not I wasn't surprised to see the FAI do that but like the, the problem is, is is that people are now saying to start asking the questions is when you get rid of someone or when you make a change because they said they made the change the change for the women because of play because of playing style but yeah if if you're gonna do a change like that you're you surely you have to have something in place like Listen, if they turned around to us and said Eileen's taking the job permanently after the first two Nations League games, you'd probably said, "Okay, that's fine." Well, you know, that's a, it's a bit of clarity. Yeah, in, in terms of, I suppose, the bigger concern for the, the sport, the women's football in the country, Eileen was in the role of the head of women's football. She's gone into this um, FAI position. Um, I, I personally think it was a poor move for the game. I'm not saying um, Eileen isn't right for the job, not at all. She's a fine coach. She's well-established. She knows the girls. Um, she's a perfect candidate, really, for the head coach job. I just would have liked to have seen a commitment to the wider head of women's football, which I believe is a bigger job than the international head coach, in my opinion. So it's high profile, but it's definitely a more important in terms of the actual growth of the women's football in the game. Now they've advertised a fixed-term contract for the duration, uh, the exact same duration as Eileen's contract as the head coach. I can't see any credible candidate stepping into that role, knowing that if it doesn't work out for Eileen, the FAI have the option to put her back in that role. Uh, That's a concern for me, is that we're going to end up with literally a placeholder um, who's going to just fill the role until they know what's happening with Eileen. Yeah, that's, which is which is completely wrong for such a such an important job, such an important important role. But like the, the problem is 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 that like when Vera was gone, Eileen's name came out quickly as a as a potential to to enter along with other potential permanent managers. But like for for the for the last couple of months, the, the other question then is is how much focus has Eileen actually given that role because since the World Cup she would have been it would have been what was it four weeks between four or five weeks between the World Cup finishing and the and the first game in the Nations League. So how much has that women 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 and girls in football role got taken on? How who was sort of has it been delegated? Who's how who's been looking after? So the problem is is and this is where when you say it's a it's a bigger role, there's a massive problem in Irish women's soccer here at the minute in terms of even if you look what's going on with the likes of the W the DWSL and the MGL, you know, that, that problem's still ongoing. That problem was was going since since the summer. It's still ongoing now. It hasn't been resolved. That's where you need it someone in as a as a head of women's and girls football to turn around to this and say, Hold on a minute, I need to get involved. I need to sort this. I need to I need to step in here. We need to get this. Because the problem is is the only people that's suffering in that in that sort of argument, and this is where these sort of we need these sort of decision makers, is the young kids and young girls and young players. 
they're the only people who are suffering. And for me, to see it being advertised as a as a fixed term contract, I I don't like it. I honestly don't like it. I don't think it sits well with me because it it sort of tells you, okay, if Eileen doesn't do well here, we're going to put her back into a previous role. You know, and the question I would have is is Eileen is Eileen's move to the women's national manager has that been put through as a secondment or has that been put through as a as a new job because well, that's the other yeah this came up in i think the government uh committee last week it, a few tds and senators wanted to chat about this specific issue but this isn't a an anti-eileen thing at all i think eileen gleason is probably the best placed person in the country for that head of women's football role but listen, uh, she could do, she could do brilliant with the women and, and get get us another European championship. The players are there. That's the thing. The players are there. It's just the way things are being done to organise roles. Yeah. Like if like when you turn around and say Eileen Gleeson is the is the is the new women's manager, great, great. Eileen's got her opportunity. She's got a chance to go and prove herself. The problem is, is we're now the twenty eighth of February, heading into March in, in two days' time. We still don't have a women's uh, head of women's and girls football. Eileen took that job in December. To be fair, the closing date for applications was last month. So it's only been about four or five weeks, which is not atypical. But, but the other case. problem, the other problem though is, Breffney, is they're so invested in sorting the men's manager out. Is the men's manager going to take pref- preferential treatment to where that's going to be the number one priority? Until that's sorted, we won't get ahead of women's and girls' football. So that could potentially then linger. If that's the case, that could linger on till May because it's, it's a lot of the same people involved yeah. in, in involved in the process. To be fair, and I can't believe I'm defending the FAI so rigorously, uh, but to be fair, that process is ongoing. It's just maybe a little bit slower than those of us in the game would like to have seen. Uh, we're running out of time. So quickly, uh, as well as the President's Cup this weekend, the underage leagues, and they also kick off in earnest. Uh, we've got a, a full tranche of teams across under 17 and under, under 19 leagues as well. All the fixtures are on finalwhistle.ie. You can catch them there. Uh, but off the top of my head, I think it's about uh, 22 teams in the under 17 league uh, and approximately 15 or 16 in the under 19 league. But we're beginning to see more teams emerge, more um, opportunities for girls to play at that level and the quality that we're seeing coming out of that league in recent seasons and the international sides and also in the, the younger players coming into the League of Ireland. It's really promising for the game here in this country, Aaron. Oh, 100%. But the only thing is, until we get them 22 clubs playing at under-19s level, we can't have a proper expansion of the league. So that's where... And, and it's great to see. And it's great to see more and more of these teams joining joining the 19s and progressing on. It's brilliant. It's, it's, it's unbelievable to see. Like, you see players... Who are who are playing who are playing underage football? Like you look look at look at Piedmont the likes of Jess Fitzgeralds, Ellen Ellen Malloy and, and Wexford played in the under, under underage finals last year after coming back from from the ACL injury still eligible. Like there's some smashing smashing players, and I think a lot of a lot of credit has to go in. And like you even look at some of the off the field stuff that clubs are trying to do and and and, and trying to sort of support on. Like if you look at it was announced in the week we already have a transition year Fingal course. For girls only now, Wexford and Prez Wexford have actually announced that they are going to have one next year for for their girls, and that's a great initiative for Wexford. It's another one for the for the, a different part that's outside of Dublin that gives another opportunity for these sort of things to to happen. I think I think what the likes of Scott Gaynor, who was involved with Wexford Wexford Youth as a, as a coach, has has done, and he's I think he's still involved at Wexford. He, he's the principal of that school, as far as I'm aware, and what they've done to sort of build that and help with that, I think is brilliant, and it's great to see the underage leagues flourishing and 
it's surprising though. The one thing I will say, it is surprising to see them starting back before the the League of Ireland, but the starts back. But it's great. It's absolutely yeah, it's, brilliant. I'd imagine that's due to it has to be due to uh, issues with the scheduling later on in the season, trying to get all the games in, all the weekends in. It's it's not easy uh, to make all those kind of games come and go at the same time. Uh, just for a quick one, if we look down through the website, I'm just going to bring it up here quickly, if you don't mind. Uh, you'll see the, the divisions there in the under-17s. We've got Bowes, Drogheda, Dundalk, Finn Harps, Longford, Shamrock Rovers and Shells. So only one of them an established, Bowes obviously, two of them, Bowes and Shells, an established League of Ireland club uh, at Lone DLR, Galway, Mayo FC and enter the league this year uh, St. Pat's were in there of course last year and uh, a few other teams that we might recognise from the senior sides Piedmont, Sligo and Treaty in that group as well while in group C uh, you've got Bray CK which is Carlo Kilkenny Cove Ramblers and Kerry FC and Waterford join senior sides Cork City and Wexford so there's plenty of geographical spread plenty of opportunity there uh, for them to all kind of grow through the leagues over the next four or five years and start to maybe see a first division in the League of Ireland that would be absolutely phenomenal Absolutely, and I think that's where we'll get our base from, our players from, and it's great. It's it's unbelievable to see, and now I know where I'm going for all my fixtures now. Yeah, well, I spent I spent a long weekend putting all those in. Of course, slightly smaller groups because just smaller numbers in the under 19s, but you'll see a bit more of the senior sides represented oh, there. It's a tough. That's, tough <laughs> yeah. that's a tough group. Let me zoom in a little bit there so you can kind of see it better on the screen. But um, Bowes, Dundalk, Finn Harps, P-Mount and Shells in Group B. Athlone, Bray, DLR, Galway United, Shamrock Rovers and Sligo Rovers. Uh, virtually all senior sides there in the under-19 teams. Uh, so reserve teams, effectively, they can play. I think they can Oh, Maybe that's the men's league. They can play under Three or four things they can play. Yeah. And then on um, Group C, again, CK United are in there. Cove, Cork, Treaty, Waterford, and Wexford. And, of course... I just want to give a, I want to give a mention, just when we're talking about underage football. Okay. Trish Fanley was today announced the Cork City under-19 under 19 women's manager. Somebody who was a long servant within the, the League of Ireland and Women's National League, as it was, playing with Cork, P-Mount, Treaty... Well, she, she was Galway. with Kenny Galway. She's been with many, many clubs. It's great to see someone who has had experience in the National League go in and go on the coaching side. For me, that's one of the most important things we need to see gradually more and more over the next couple of years. Yeah, you can see there all the fixtures on the site, all the women's games in there as well over the next couple of days. So uh, keep in track with that. And if, if you're at games, let us know the scores so we can keep it updated as quickly as possible. The women's calendar there as well has a few international games as well as all of those games taking place. Some of the local stuff as well. Uh, get all your information on finalwhistle.ie. There's my little plug for the afternoon or the evening. Done. Aaron, of course, from the WNL show, uh, will be. Will you be in Athlone this weekend? Are you making the trip? Um, I it's fifty fifty. I'm hoping I'm hoping to make the trip. Yeah, yeah, I'm in the same boat. If other things kind of fall my way, I will be in Athlone on Saturday evening. It promises to be an exciting evening for uh, both sides. Uh, to Chloe and to um Maddie who joined us earlier in the program. Thank you so much uh, for taking the time to chat to us. It's been great. Aaron, we're back. We're up and running for season four. I know it's only I think your second or third season with us. So second five. and a half. Yeah, two and a half. We're beginning to fall into our stride here at some stage, but we will be back. Uh, of course, you can get all your information uh, on the Women's National League from either us at finalwhistle.ie or from Aaron's social accounts at the WNL show, I think across all platforms. Is that right? Yeah. Aaron? 
Perfect. And listen, we will be back with you again every week through the season as we keep up to date with all the happenings across the Women's League of Ireland. It's been a, a good night to start back with. Uh, first blood in the uh, bragging rights, at least P mount, maybe by default. Uh, but 6 5 winner of our first quiz. Will it be 6 5 on Saturday night? Yeah, Time remains to tell. Maybe if it goes to penalties, it might be 6-5. But listen, it's been great having you back and looking forward to the season ahead. Uh, Thanks very much for joining us. We'll chat to you all very soon next week.